and um, I hear the first officer call out. And, and the first officer jumps on the radio and he screams, holy sh**, it's the goat man. And I mean, it's just like everything went quiet. And my, I, I could hear the ringing in my ears and I could feel my heart race. And so I hit my light and I went flying up there. I'd been told by some old, older people, elders, that you grab them and you hold them and you, you, you don't own them, but you, you hold them there until daylight. If you can hold them or pull it in, pull them into the light, it uh, destroys anything they have, uh, any kind of power or anything that, or anything they were trying to do to you, it'll, it'll destroy them. This guy was like bouncing, like. You know, like how you, you see people kind of getting ready to jig? You know how they kind of bounce? Yeah, he was like that way. He was just kind of bouncing, and he was just kind of going back and forth and one foot to the other. And uh, and he just kind of turned sideways, and he turned back over to the other way, and and uh, he took off. Holy shit, he jumped in Wanda. This is Lodge Tales. I'm your host, Rod Williamson, and thanks again for joining us on another episode if you are Native American and you'd like to come on the show to share your strange and paranormal experiences, please consider emailing us at lodgetales at gmail.com. In this episode, I interview my cousin Taryn. We both grew up out in Medicine. You know, it's a place on the res. She's a lot younger than I am, but... um. She's got her own set of stories of, you know, everything that's happened to her out there and stuff. So what we cover is um, we talk a lot about smiling spirits on this one. And uh, there's a smiling coyote. She talks about the Blackfeet nursing home, some of the stuff that's happened there. There's some Hatman stories. Uh, we cover some UFO stories. There's a bright blue-green flash that she's seen out there, too. And, um, more about, you know, UFOs and star people we talk about in this one. Uh, there's some time loss. So I hope you all enjoy this one as much as I did recording it. It, it, it left me dumbfounded and speechless to say the least when we got done recording this. It's going to be a two part series, uh, two part story here. We're not done with uh, all of Taryn's stories just yet, so without without holding us up any any longer, let's let's just get into it. All right. Hello and welcome to Lodge Tales. There's another episode with my cousin Taryn. Um, I'll let her introduce herself and go ahead and kind of lead us into her stories. All right, Taryn. Hi, so um, I'm Taryn Williamson. I grew up on the Blackfeet Reservation in Browning, Montana. I actually grew up on the Timurison River uh, along with my cousin Rob. I still remember being really little and going up to the ditch bank and jumping in and swimming with them. And he was standing there like, Taryn, just jump, just jump. And I was like, no, I'm too scared. But I jumped anyways, and he caught me. <laughs> but anyways, um, we go we go way back. 
Anyways, so I have a few different stories. Um, so the first one that I wanted to mention that happened out at my mom and dad's house on the Timidison River, which is my grandpa Teddy's old house. Um, it was the flood house that they have, but, um, how do I start this? I was coming home one night and I entered my parents' house. And when I did, I, I walked in and I just went straight to bed and I laid down and I remember at the time I wasn't wearing my contacts. I only had my glasses on. So when I was laying there in bed, I know I was in a deep sleep, but I could feel as if somebody was staring at me. Mm. And I was facing the wall, so it felt like somebody was staring at my back. And I just turned over really quick, and I opened up my eyes, and I don't have good vision. <laughs> but um, I, I looked at the chair that was in my room, and I could see my sister Raquel sitting there. And she had a big tote bag, like, over her shoulder. And I I just laid there, and I was like, why are you staring at me? I was like, Raquel, are you okay? And she just kind of smiled. But when she smiled, her smile kept going upwards. And it didn't stop until it reached her eyes. Mm. And it was like, she had, like, long, like pointed teeth and her eyes were like luminescent as if it was like uh when you see like an animal on the road like at night you know how their eyes like kind of light up yeah that's how her eyes looked and i was like oh my god raquel and i thought it was just like because like i didn't have my glasses on or my contacts in and i was like raquel are you okay and she just kept smiling at me and she got up really slow and she was walking out but as she was walking out of my room her head kept turning and it like wouldn't like an owl like it it just kept turning and turning and turning to the point where it looked like she was walking forward but her head or her face was like facing towards me so and then she walked out of my room and then i could hear her digging around like my parents like pantry that was just like right outside my room and I was like in my head I kept telling myself I was like oh I'm just tired I'm just you know she's just being weird and you know whatever and I just kind of brushed it off and I just went back to sleep and but I kept hearing her digging around I was like oh man she must be really hungry (laughs) and um so I just went back to sleep I acted as if nothing happened and then I spoke to Raquel the next morning because she was sleeping on the couch and I said hey Raquel I was like you were being really weird last night like why were you sitting in my room smiling at me and she looked at me and she said I literally just got here what? and she was like but hey she was like but something weird happened to me too and I was like what do you mean something weird happened to you too and she was like well like how you just said that I was smiling at you in your room she was like, I was up at the trash can 
and um because our we have a big dumpster that sits up um up on the uh what is it called joshua road mm-hmm. so that, like it's right by the gate um she said that she pulled in and she could see like something peeking around at her like at that trash can and she had a flashlight in her car and she started flashlighting it and she was like what the hell because she thought it was somebody up there yeah. and then she put her flashlight on it and she could see um it slowly peeked its face out like halfway but it looked like a coyote's face Whoa. and she said it starts smiling at her Whoa. and she was like oh it's just a coyote and so she turned her flashlight off zoomed down to the house and then she went to bed like you know fell asleep on the couch but she like woke up the next morning and she told me she's like but turn coyotes don't smile Mm-mm. and i was like oh my god i was like you should have seen what i seen in my room last night and we both start like you know going back and forth about what we were both seeing and i don't know it really both like freaked us out like really bad like in my mind right now i can still see that ugly looking thing that was sitting there that looked just like my sister and oh my god it almost makes me want to cry uh, what uh hey wait so remember that otter bundle that was in grandpa's house yeah was this after it was gone or was i'm it... not sure because when we stayed there and you guys stayed in that trailer just right over there and you guys didn't move yeah. in there yet mm-hmm. me and amber we were staying there and honestly taryn like we never got bothered by anything bad that that person that man that was I guess associated with that bundle would come out every now and then and look around, check on us and go back in into it. But like nothing bad could ever get in that house when we were there with that bundle. You know, like and I was having really, really like, I don't know, powerful dreams there about things and also one time uh there was this guy that just passed away. And he mm-hmm. was he was part of Amber and I'm's family, but he tried to get in that house and he couldn't. He was outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tried to get in, but he couldn't. I seen his shadow on that window. Of uh, yeah, you know, you close the blinds and that light's kind of shining through. I seen his shadow there. And he yeah, was, from like that that light that sits on top of the hill. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, Rod, mm-hmm. let me in." I was like, "Ooh, hey, hey, man, you know, you're dead." I said, "I can't let you in here." And he's like, oh, man, come on, Rod. Just let me in. I said, you died, hey, I can't let you in here. And he got mad, and he, like, grew really big. Like, his shadow got really big, almost to the top of that window. And you know how high that is, right? Yeah, yeah, it, like, there's, like, those are big windows in there. Like, and his head was to the top of it, and his, he got wide, too. Like, almost as wide as that whole window. And oh, my God. Then it was just gone. But, yeah, he couldn't get in there. So, um, I'm not sure if that otter bite, because we knew of it, like, you know, my dad would be like, you know, if you girls are on your, on your moon, don't, don't come in this room and, you know, don't, don't come around, like, you know, just don't come in this room. Like when you guys are on your moon, you know, cause fucking live in the house full of women. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember. 
if he, because I do know that he transferred it over to the Weatherwaxes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure when he did that, but I mean, I I have not gotten spooked. Oh, actually, I can tell you a story that didn't happen to me, but to my friend, but um, that was at her at her house. So, mm-hmm. so this time, um, it was me and my two friends. We were staying there and we were watching Alyssa and Alyssa was maybe only like seven or six at the time. She was just a little kid and we were in high school and we were like, yay, you know, we got the whole house to ourselves and we were just watching movies in my room and I told Alyssa, I was like, just stay in here and because obviously we were like, you know, smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and I was like just staying here I was like I know how nosy you are but <laughs> I told her I was like just stay back here and um, that whole day my one of my friends kept telling me I just want to get spooked I just want to get spooked and I was like mm-hmm. okay and I was like that's weird I was like I don't but okay <laughs> And then next thing you know, we all fell asleep. I fell asleep in my room. My one friend fell asleep on my um, on my sister's bed. And then my Alyssa fell asleep on my parents' bed. And then my other friend fell asleep in the living room on the couch. And that the friend that fell asleep on the couch, um, she was the one that was asking to get spooked. And she woke up because she kept hearing, like, sound like somebody was doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. And so she sat up and she was like, Taryn, is that you? And I was, well, I mean, obviously I didn't say anything, but I was like, um, wait, what'd she say? She said that she seen my cat, Lily, sitting on the floor, staring into the kitchen. And she was like, Lily, Lily, what is it? And then here, like, she said she constantly kept hearing something like somebody was doing the dishes. So she stood up and she was like, hey, turn. And then here, she looked over there. There's no dishes in the sink. All the cupboards were all wide open. Oh. And she just kind of stopped and she was like, okay, I get it. And she like said this out loud. She said, she was like, okay, I get it. I don't want to get spooked anymore. And she started closing all the cupboards. And then she didn't. After that, she's kind of laid back down. Just like fell like back to sleep. And because she told us the next morning, and she was like, Taryn, I'm never wishing upon that upon myself. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, why, why would you do that? Oh, that's creepy. I mean, that happened once, too, at my dad's house. It happened to Greg Wax. We came back, and he was just sitting there close to the window. I mean, close to the TV, staring at it. And I looked at uh-huh. all of those cupboards that were open. I was like, Greg, did you do that? He said, mm-hmm. no. I said no I didn't I didn't do anything and he just put his face back in that TV like he didn't want to see anything happening around him. It was it was so strange. Ew. So um I used to uh live in Chinatown mm-hmm. like back in 2017. And when we lived there, oh my god, it was so creepy. Like I remember that one time I was holding my son and like my son was probably like a year old. And he just kind of like, like wait, start waving at somebody in the bathroom. And I was like, "Ew, baby, don't do that." And he's like, "Shut that bathroom door really quick." 
And I was like, oh my god. And then um, our room, or well, the, uh, the bedroom that me and his dad used to stay in, mm-hmm. it used to get so cold to the point where the windows would be frosted. And it'd be like in the middle of summer. Oh. And it would be like, well, that one time I seen one tall black thing like standing there in the corner and I stopped sleeping in there. I would drag out that mattress and I would just like lay it in the living room and I was like, yep, just resi. But um, I would lay it out in the living room and I would just sleep out in the living room all the time. I refused to sleep in that room or Colton's room because that one, um, there's like a basement like thing, like a little hatch in his closet. Yeah. And it would like move by itself and it would turn on his different toys. And it was, oh my God, like in the middle of the night, we would hear his like little train going. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, please stop. But that one night, my mom, she said that um, she was sleeping on our little couch because uh, me and my son's dad were fighting that one night and he left. So I was, you know, sleeping on the floor, and we had the TV on, and my mom come over to stay with me, just to comfort me. But she said that something was, like, grabbing her feet. And then she said that something started, like, pulling on the blankets. And then it ripped off the, like, the whole blanket itself. Whoa. And she just, like, jumped up. She's like, oh, my God. And she woke me up, and she was like, turn, turn. And I was like, just ignore it. Just ignore it. And that's all I could tell her. I was like, just don't acknowledge it. But when I'd stay there by myself and I'd be like in the living room, like on the on my bed, I would um, hear like all the j- kitchen drawers like just banging nonstop. Jeez. You know, a lot of times when that happens, they're trying to get your attention for something. I, that's what I was like. Well, I didn't want to give them my attention. I know. And I was like, I just would try and ignore it. But most of the time, I would like get up and I'd be like, "Can you just stop? I'm trying to sleep." <laughs> and it would stop, like for maybe like a few hours, and then it would just like go back to banging and all this different shit. Oh my god. It'd be so scary. I'd be so scared just to use the bathroom in my own house sometimes. Would you ever smudge it out or anything? Yeah. Like that? Yes. Just... All the time. And whatever it was just kept coming back. Yeah. Well it kinda reminds me of like when I worked at the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Oh that they used to smudge that place like monthly, they said. Mm-hmm. They'd have somebody like come in there and smudge it. But like the very first night I worked there, I um, I was standing at the nurse's station, and I already got all my residents into bed, and, you know, the night was kind of dwindling down, so there was nothing happening. And it was probably maybe 1, 2 in the morning. And I told the charge, my charge nurse, I said, hey, um... I'm gonna go get uh, some ice for for the next rounds, and she was like, "Oh yeah, sounds sounds like a good idea." So I got this big old cart, and as I was like going through that first door to go back to the kitchen, and I was by myself, 
I went through there and as it shut, it sounded like I heard like men talking behind me. But I was like, oh, it's probably just like, you know, some residents or whatever. And I went through the second door and there I was in the kitchen. And I went to the ice, um, the ice box and I started loading up our ice chest. And I could hear um, little girls laughing like in the pantry area. They're like, hee 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 hee. And then I kind of stopped and I said, I like kind of listened. I was like, you guys stop messing with me. Cause I thought it was the other nurses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause it was my first night. I was like, they're just messing with me. And then I heard hee 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 hee. And they're like, come play with us. And I just stopped and I was like, oh, what the hell? And I was like, these guys are taking this joke too far. And then I heard like two claps, like, like somebody clapping. And I was like, what the hell? And so I just start loading up really fast. And I start saying that loud. I was like, please stop. You guys are scaring me. You're scaring me. And then I really start loading it up fast. And they're like laughing like the or you know, those little girl spirits were laughing at me. They're like, hee 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 hee. And I was like, took my cart and I just ran straight back to that nurse's station. And I was like sweating and I was like almost crying. And I told them and I was like, were you guys back there? Were you guys messing with me? And they said, Taryn, you were gone for like maybe two minutes. How could we run from here to there and beat you out here? And I said, tell me right now, were you guys back there? And they're like, no, turn. And then here, that one charge nurse said, did you hear those little girls? And I just start crying. And I was like, yes, I heard those little girls. <laughs> and she was like, she's like, they mess with you. She's like, especially when they know that you're new. And I was like, oh my God. She was like, this is why we have somebody come in here and smudge it all the time. She's like, we don't know what it is, but it just won't leave. And I've seen like different things, like big black shadows, like moving across the hall from one room to another. And then next thing you know, I find out that resident passed away. And then like it goes down to another hallway. Those those poor elders, they must get spooked a lot in there. Oh yeah, this that one of those one res- residents. He um, cause you know they had a smoking room. At uh, the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Well, he would always tell me, I don't want to go in there. There's ghosts in there. And I'm like, well, you can't go outside. It's too cold. And I'm like, so you might as well just come in here. And he's like, well, are you going to stay with me? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll sit with you. So I'd have to sit there with him because he was too scared to sit in there by himself because he always said there was ghosts in there. Well, that's sad. I know. Hmm. Those poor guys. Jeez. Yeah. You know, like cedar, it, that I think works best. Cedar. Cedar? Yeah. Because yeah. Daryl says it's like, you know, throwing like boiling water on us. That's what it does. Yeah. Me, I think. And right? every time I've used it, I never had anything come back after that. Every time. Well, that's what I was telling Colton, because, you know, after, like, I was, like, showing him your podcast and stuff, Mm -hmm. he was like, I'm scared, and I was like, baby, I have cedar right here, and we have sweetgrass, and we have sage, and 
because, you know, like at my work, I'm supplied with all this and I supply it to all of our patients. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, yeah, like we have like smudge boxes where like I'm like telling them like, and then we have like little medicine bundles. It's like full of like, uh, like lavender and tobacco and mullein and berries and different types of like herbs. Mm-hmm. And um, I told Colton, I was like, don't be scared, don't be scared here. Because I do have like cedar right now with me. Yeah, I mean, we have the power to, to you know, protect ourselves. It's We're not helpless against those things. We just got to pray and, well, smudge off and smudge our areas. And you know, oh. usually yeah. That's what I was telling Colton, I was like, you don't have to be scared. I was like, especially not with me. I was like, I know what I'm doing, baby. I was like, I'm I'm never scared. I used to be scared a lot of times, but I I learned how to not to be scared now. That's good because especially all the things I've seen, ooh, or all the things that people said that they've seen on me. Oh. What did they say? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you this one story about Alyssa. Well, she has two different stories that she said that she's seen on me. It all like it almost kind of makes me want to cry mm-hmm. because um, this was back when I was like using back in my days. Yeah. And um, I was driving. Well, all the times I was driving, but uh, Alyssa said that. This one time, she said that she's seen, like, something sitting between me and this one guy that was sitting up front with me. And, but she said that its fingers were, like, I can't even explain it. Like, she said, like, kind of waving at us. And then here, it'd wave at me, and then it'd wave at that other guy, and wave back at me, and then wave back at the other guy. But she said it was, like, something really tiny sitting like in the middle of us that need that nobody could see she said and then here um i got really mad at her and i told her to get out of my car because she kept saying turn what is that what is that and i was like i don't know what the f- you're talking about because at the time i was you know doing drugs yeah. so i kicked her out of my car but then she said the second time she said she's seen me. Um, she was in the backseat of my car because I was giving her a ride to her, to her friends. Mm-hmm. And she said that when I looked back at her, she said that she's seen my eyes get really long, like vertical. Oh. Really long vertical. And my smile like went all the way up to like my eyebrow, like my forehead pretty much. And she said that it was like... um. You know, like a classic smiley face that people would draw? Yeah. She said, that's what it looked like. And she said, I kept looking back at her and I just kept smiling at her. And she kept screaming at me like, quit looking at me, quit looking at me. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I just like kicked her out of my car. Oh my God. That's horrible, man. I know she 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 said she don't like like talking about it I guess Mm -hmm. 
But she said that she, um, when she told me, oh, she cried so, so hard. Hmm. And then after she told me that, I was like, you're weird, you're tripping out. Because in my mind, you know, my little, my messed up mind when I was all on drugs, I thought it was all about her. Hmm. And then when she went home and she told my mom about it, my mom said that she's seen something like, I would just, like, I would sit at the top of the hill at my parents' house, and I would just sit there and I'd smoke cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. And my mom said that she looked out there that one time just to make sure I was okay. But she's seen something black, like, on top of my car. And then she's seen her, like, crawl inside of my car. And then it was just, like, sitting in the back seat. Please. Like, like as if it was another normal person, I guess. But I, I don't know. I had that written down, too. Like, the, I used to call him the guy with the baseball cap. The guy with what? The guy with the baseball cap. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because I used to always see him, like, because I used to have a white Chevy Impala. Mm-hmm. And he used to always sit in my back seat. And I would have to flip up my um, rearview mirror mm-hmm. so I didn't, wouldn't see him as I was driving home. What did he look like? I couldn't see his face. All I could see is all black, but I could see that he was wearing, like, a baseball cap. They must have just been attracted to your suffering, you know, at the time. Yeah. They usually are those. You know, they see those shadow people. The hat man will show up a lot when you're, you're really, you know, a lot of change is happening, like in a bad way. Yeah. yeah those, those things show up. And I say hat man because that's what showed up at my dad's house when I was going through a big change like that. And there was a lot of bad things going on around there. Yeah, that, that thing showed up there. So, to tell you the truth, I'm not really surprised. It's just creepy. Yeah. It was, um, it was really, at the time when my mom was, like, explaining it to me and my sister was, like, trying to tell me about it, like, what she was seeing, what my mom seeing, at the time, I it just, like, didn't phase me. Hmm. It just went right over my head. And I would sit up in my car for like hours and hours in the middle of the night and just not be scared of nothing. And, you, and now, now I, I don't ever see myself being like that. Like, I'd be like, why would I sit out my car for hours? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that is, oh, geez. I think that what that is is that hat man thing have you ever heard of that no yeah it's a kind of a common thing when people are you know people a lot of times see him when they're they're being paralyzed by him that's when i see him he did it to me three times in one night but there are other Ooh. stories out there yeah when that, that thing comes around and it's attracted to suffering you know depression all these things uh you know 
self-destructive behavior, all these things, it just comes around and I think it feeds off that. That's a really bad spirit though. Man, and, and you would just sit out in your car not knowing it was there? Yeah, I would just be sitting there, just smoking cigarette after cigarette. Yeah, that thing's bad. Yeah, it's scary too because, well, you describe it. It only looked like a shadow to me the third time when it was paralyzing me. It looked like a shadow then, and it was up on the ceiling. But uh -huh. the, the two times, like the first time it happened, I woke up and I didn't know what's going on. I just couldn't move. You know, I couldn't, couldn't move my eyes. But yeah. it was in the corner and it had its head down, but it had a hat on and it was, it was short and wide. It looked like, it reminded me of that, that old Batman penguin guy on there. Oh, yeah. But, like dying to eat it. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like that. But only thing, it was short. It was like, I don't know, three and a half feet tall. But it had a really wide hat on and it had its head down. And next thing you know, I was able to get out of that. It came about halfway from that corner of the door to, to the bed. It was about halfway this time. And I had a little boy and a little girl with it. This time I could see them. They were like, I could see everything on them. And their faces, how they looked was like, well, they had really big eyes. And they would smile. They were all standing there smiling, but it was this ugly smile, like a, mocking yeah like, like yeah it was really wow. ugly and to me like you know if someone has to smile at you like that like I, all i remember is like you guys are liars Why yeah like, right? like i was thinking that's not how you really look i don't know what you are but that's not really you you guys are liars yeah that's what i thought about them because of how they look they were like trying to scare me you know yeah, yeah but, that's um Literally, like, maybe a few days before I I woke up and I decided I was going to move to Butte and I was going to change my ways and I was going to get clean and sober. Mm -hmm. I, um, I had a really scary dream about, like, three really tall beings, like, coming into my room. And they were, like, holding me down. Like, I couldn't see their facial expression. I couldn't see anything. Just that they were, like, all black, and they were just, like, holding me down. And they were, like, I don't know, as if they were, like, trying to tell me something, like, you better straighten up. <laughs> oh. But, like, I don't, and then here I woke up the next morning, and I said, I'm done. I am done with everything, so. But. I have not experienced anything creepy. As when I was using, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have an alien story I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, let's hear that. I never heard about those. Okay. Um, so this one time, me and my son's dad, we were just leaving my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And we were just, you know, going down Josho, and then we just took the left to go across the bridge. And as we were, like, going down Josho, like, you know, right by um, uh, Andy Julian's mm -hmm. house, we were going right by there, and uh, Lori was like, hey, should I load a bowl, you know, like, give some weed? And I was like, yeah, go for it. And so 
He did. I'm sorry if I'm like mentioning this in this story. But, <laughs> it's all right. I mean, <laughs> in your podcast, I mean. But I, um, anyways, we were going down there. And as soon as we crossed that bridge, I was driving and Roy was in the passenger. And he looked up and he said, Hey, what is that? And as soon as I looked up, I seen something coming up out of that coolie, like straight up, like a light. Mm-hmm. And then it just, like a big old, like, like somebody had a big old camera and took a picture of us. It just like made the biggest flash. And I could see the road, I could see the grass, I could see the trees, I could see that house. I could see that coolie. I could see everything, but it was in the weirdest bluish green light that I can't even like explain. And then I went right back to like you know block because we were driving at nighttime. Whoa. And uh, Roy looked at me and he was like, "What the hell was that?" And I said, "I have no idea." And I was like, "What was that?" And then I was like looking on Facebook that night, and it turns out that that light was seen all the way down to Missouri. Like, in the same night. Like, it was all over, all over Montana where that light was seen. Because I thought it was just us. I was like, man, I was like, that coolie really got a good picture or something. But when me and, (laughs) yeah, me and Ray, we just drove all the way to town. We just didn't know what to think of it. We drove all the way back out. And um, this is like a funny little piece of the story that you can probably cut out. But that, that bowl of weed mm-hmm. that we were smoking, it lasts us all the way into town. We drove around. We picked up our groceries that we needed. We drove back out to my parents' house, and we were still messing. <laughs> and we were like, what the hell? These aliens, like, <laughs> like really do something to our weed or what? But it was weird because we've never like experienced. You know, we've been smoking for years, and we're like, "What the hell?" Well, this is. I was like, "Is this the same bowl?" And he was like, "Yeah, this is that same bowl." He's like, "Can it has? It's not even burnt. Like as if we didn't even touch it." Whoa! Like, when we got out to our house, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's that space weed. <laughs> right? That's what I was saying. I was like, oh my God. And I, I looked at him and I was like, don't you dare tell people that we were smoking weed as we've seen this. And he was like, why not? And I was like, because they're just going to say, oh, you guys are just smoking weed. Just being weird. <laughs> Jeez, no, that's that's really interesting. That That's that's going to stay on. <laughs> that's a good piece of interesting like tidbit of the story. Wow. <laughs> Right, it was um yeah very very weird. Like it wouldn't burn or nothing. It was I don't know. You know very that, funky. On that same road, I think it was that road. I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that. But mm-hmm. and I don't even know who was all there. I just know it was Fanny Galbraith. Have you heard that name? She was mm-hmm. she was the uh, old lady that lived out by um in old agency. By, uh, you know how you turn to go up to Uncle Marvin's? That red yeah. house right there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she lived there. That was like J.J. Galbraith's mom, I, I want to say. And um, anyways, uh, they were driving around. You know how like, they used to drive around and kind of drink? <laughs> but on all those country roads and stuff, you know. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. I want to say it was like my mom and them were, were with them. 
I don't I don't really remember who was all there on on the story, but uh apparently they seen one. Um you know, classic disc shaped thing flying around and uh it was scaring everybody in that car and you know yeah. just punch it, just keep driving. I guess it was following them, you know, swoop down a little close, look at them, go back up a little bit, you know, things like that. It was just like basically harassing them, I guess. But uh Ooh. that that fanny <laughs> she says uh oh they got their dirty nerve scaring people <laughs> like that <laughs> i don't remember where that story comes from i just heard that and i always remembered it because you know how those women those black feet women are they don't put up with much when it comes down to it <laughs> they get mad <laughs> <laughs> right, oh god. <laughs> so yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it reminds me of uh, this one night, um, me and my mom, we were sitting out on top of, you know, at my parents' house at that, you know, that flood, that floodlight that sits on that hill. Mm-hmm. Well, like, we park our cars up there now, pretty much. Yeah. And um, I, I parked up there, like, last summer. Or they somewhere before, and uh, me and my mom were sitting there, and I just kind of like rolled down my window, and I was like looking at the nice star, like the nice sky, and I was like, "Oh, this is so beautiful." I was like, "I don't get to see this like in the city." Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, I seen um, it looked like two stars moving at the same time, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "What the hell?" And and. In my head, I was like, why the hell are those two stars moving at the same time? And I was, like, keeping track of them to see if they passed, like, you know, uh, stars that were staying still. Yeah. And they were. They were moving. And I said, Mom, Mom. I was like, jump out right now. These stars are moving. And she was like, can't stop. And I was like, I swear to God, Mom, jump out, jump out. And I, like, I pushed her, literally pushed her out of my car. And I was like, get out and look. And I like pointed up at it and as she jumped out we both seen them like crossing across the uh, sky and then one disappeared like as if it entered something and then she just kind of went like oh! and then her next scene the second one kind of disappeared into something else and we're like oh! and she was like come on Tara, let's go inside let's go inside <laughs> she was like really scared. but we watched like both those stars like go into some sort of darkness, I guess, where, they, where we can't see them anymore. But they were just flying. Um, actually, it's strange. I was just talking to your dad about this today. I called him earlier. and uh, Oh, really? Yeah, I was visiting with your dad. I, I had questions about old pictures. <laughs> some of my friends on Discord were asking about old pictures, so I was trying to hunt some down. Yeah. I end up talking to your dad, but anyways, I was asking him to tell some of those those stories about, uh, you know, some of those UFOs and stuff that he's seen. But um, yeah, he was he was telling me a few about uh, oh geez, I can't remember that the guy's name, but um, apparently there is some video that he has that he's kept, and they they all seen this. There was something similar to what you were saying that that they seen, but he caught it on video. 
He kind of <gasps> yeah. They was it was it in the daylight? I think it was like toward the evening because, or something. Yeah, because um, we all thought it was like a helicopter, but there was no noise to it. Like there was no sound or nothing. We're all just watching it. And I was like, you know, I was, I think I was like in middle school when that video was taken. Cause I think I know what video you're talking about. Cause I kept telling him, I was like, that's just a helicopter. It's just a helicopter. And he was like, well, where's the noise? He's like, what are you talking about, Taryn? And then my mom and dad were both like, Taryn, there's no noise. Like they were both like, this is a UFO. <laughs> and I was just like sitting there, like, you know, I was like a skeptical. I was like, no, it's just a helicopter that's flying really low. But yeah, he does have a video of it, and there is no noise, there is nothing. And now that I'm like, you know, older, I'm like, holy shit, we just watched a UFO just fly by us. Yeah, that's that's so in the middle of the day. It was like, well, it was like in the evening, but yeah, I. I remember that. Oh, go! I think I remember my train of thought now where I was going with that. Um, so, uh, I don't know much about this, so, but I'm finally going to say it. Okay. <laughs> they say that we're the Blackfeet, you know, not any other tribe, just us. Yeah. We have this belief that we're star people, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. And that we come, you know, anyways. There's more to that I don't want to really talk about, but yeah, why not? Because it's like you already brought it up. <laughs> you sparked my interest. I don't know if I should, but why well, not? they say you know, you know how we like pray to, to certain stars and stuff, the well, their spirits and everything like that. You know, I've yeah. heard different stories about you know we were the Blackfeet were sent here to take care of this earth take care of it right and um well long story short my other aunt was telling me um you know these elders were talking to her and they were saying you know don't don't be afraid of those ufos because we have a relationship with the star nation so don't worry about them when they mess around with you don't be afraid of them and that's just us. I can't speak for anybody else, but I've heard that, and it's unique to just our tribe, not anybody else's. So, from what I understand, these people that are in these certain uh, societies, and I don't know which ones they are, they have a really deep understanding of that, but we don't. So, we're not really privy, I guess, to that knowledge. A lot of that stuff's guarded, right? Because we don't yeah. want... We're we're keepers of that knowledge because it's well how they look at it is it's it's the people's knowledge it's not just one person's so you have to protect it to protect the people so that it doesn't fall into bad ways it doesn't get corrupted people start trying to do things and they'll release you know they'll like cause harm with it with knowledge I'm talking about just knowledge so yeah. that's why I kind of hesitate to say more about what I know about it, you know, <laughs> I could tell you off air, but I kind of hesitate because for one, I don't fully understand it. It was never fully described and explained to me. So the right, little... like, like, you know, do you remember that story that I told you about? Like with Alyssa, 
Yeah. When she's in that big tall mm-hmm. thing standing on the hill where it kind of waved at her. Its face was like taking different shapes. Oh, yeah. So I do. Now, yeah, now, like, now that you're like talking about, well, oh man, I have like another alien story, but I don't, now that you're talking about this, I'm like, do we talk about or do we not? I say you do, but there's a certain things I don't want to say on air. I'd rather just keep, you know, to us. <laughs> well, the thing that we seen was really weird. I mean, I, I don't know what to keep to myself and what not to, well, if what we not s- to say, you know what I mean? Well, say it's an old story. Uh, and it's... um. I would just hesitate and and not tell it if it's like say one of these old tribal uh how would I say Oh it? no no huh this this happened to me and um a close cousin of mine and his girlfriend Yeah you're fine that that it, it happened to us I mean literally it it she told me she was like do not say this to anybody Tom, because people are going to think we're weird and I'm like well we're this is like back when I was like in my drug use and I was like well we're already weird I was like so not gonna but um I can tell you it though because I mean it literally happened to me and, me and a close cousin and his girlfriend of mine yeah let's hear it okay so, this one night, I was sitting out in my car, and, you know, smoking a cigarette, and I start seeing light out in the trees, like, you know, down the bottom. Mm-hmm. I start seeing lights out there, like flashlights, like people with flashlights. And so, I called Alyssa, like, on my phone, and I was like, Alyssa, get out here to my car. I need you to see this. I don't know why. I think I'm just tripping out or what. And she come running out there, and she sat in my car with me, and we watched, like, maybe ten, ten lights out in the, um, like, down on the bottom in those trees. And then, next thing you know, all those lights transferred up to the top of the hill, like, out in the fields. Like, ten, fifteen lights out there. Like, they're, like, clicking them on and off. Mm-hmm. Like, as if they're walking, clicking them on, and then walking a little ways, and then clicking them off. And me and Alyssa were just sitting there watching them for, like, a good hour. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, what the f-? But I called my um, my cousin, and I said, hey, you and your girlfriend should get down here because I am freaking out. And, you know, they just lived right down the road from me. And so I, like, as soon as I pulled up, Alyssa went running inside because she was freaking out, too. She ran inside, and then I, I jumped in with um, my cousin and his girlfriend. And I said, come on, let's, let's just leave this area. I was like, because I'm freaking out, because the lights were gone by then. Like, as if, like, nobody was even there. And so we set up on top of that hill, and then we were watching... And there was like a big old burning bright light. I still have the video on my phone, actually. 
Yeah, I will, for sure. Um, it's like a burning light, and it looked like it, it was like starting a fire because you know it was in the summer. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, we should we should call nine one one because what if this starts like a whole like uh fuel fire? You know, like everybody's houses are gonna get burnt down here down because you know this all of this going on and it was directly across the river, you know, with the tank up there, like mm-hmm. sitting up at the tank. Um, that's where that light was. And I told uh, my cousin, I said, I don't think there's a road that goes up there. I said, I'm pretty damn sure there's not a road. And why would anybody sitting up there with that big of a bright of light? I said, if it wasn't a fire. But he had his own gun, and we were looking in his scope, mm-hmm. and we can see little people, like, moving around in there. Yeah, and they were, like, moving around, and they were, like, doing different things. Like, there was, like, three of them in there. And in my, like, on my camera roll, you can't see them. But with, because I, like, you know, it was just with our naked eye on the scope. Yeah. And that's where we could see it. And then next thing you know, it was like maybe three in the morning when we were like, when we seen that. After we got done, like, you know, looking at it or whatever, um, the sun was coming up and uh, my cousin's girlfriend looked at me and said, I'm really scared. I want to go home. I want to go home. And we looked at the time and it was like eight in the morning. So we lost like maybe five hours, which we thought was only a few minutes looking at that thing. Whoa. Yeah. They were just, and she was like bawling her eyes out. She was like, how could it be eight in the morning? We just got here at three. And we're like, oh my, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. No, that's common with people that see those, well. I don't know what to call them. I, I, I'm tempted to call them star people, but I don't know what to call them. Those aliens, right. you know. That, but that's common. People always lose time when they show up. Those things, yeah. are, and they see them. Yeah. And, that, and she always told me, don't tell anybody turn. She's like, please don't tell anybody. She's like, we're going to sound like we're fucking nuts. And so you're literally like one of the first persons I've ever told of this story. Because we don't talk about this. Yeah. We don't even talk about it like amongst each other. We don't. Mm-mm. No, but I've heard similar stories before um, on different podcasts, you know, and it's uh, my wife's got a story like that. They were doing census going up this road up by Mittens Lake trying to find this address way back there somewhere. And a 45 minute drive turns out to be like four hours of lost time and. Just yeah. weird, weird things, you know. They couldn't believe that. Like, wait, where did? <laughs> right, know? where did the time go? Oh my god! Well, it happens. It's a thing, and, and I don't know how to explain it. You know, you wanna. <laughs> my suspicion has <laughs> always been this. Well, they, they made you lose your memory. They, I don't know what they did, but they come in there and they must have did something to you guys. <laughs> That's what we thought. And that's why, like, you know, my my cousin's girlfriend really started crying. Like, I really don't want to say their names. I'm really trying hard not to say their names, but 
man, she really started crying and really freaked out really bad. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay. And I was like, just bring me home, just bring me home. Even though they, to us, it felt like they just picked me up. And they, like, my cousin drove me, like, literally up to, like, the front steps, Mm -hmm. so close to them where I can just jump out and just run in there really fast. Because usually they'll just, like, you know, drop me off, like, on the top of the hill or something, you know. But that time I was like, you guys watch me go inside or, you know, like, I don't, I'm, like, even scared to get outside by myself, like, to step outside the car. And it was so, so freaky. Wait, what did they look like? Did you get a good look at them? We couldn't, no, we couldn't see them. They just look like little, like, little figures mm-hmm. inside of, like, a burning orb, like a orange orb. Yeah. Like, it just, it looked like a fire was starting, but it wasn't going anywhere. Like, it just looked like somebody had a bonfire, I guess, like, on top of the, um, the coolies. And I... Me and like uh, my cousin, we looked at each other. And we're like, "There's no ropes that go up that far." And we're like, "If they did, they'd have to hunt or something. They're not gonna be, you know, have to go up there by foot." Weird. But there, it just it was so. I I'll I'll send you the video though, for sure, because I still have it. Because that one, I mean, my sister were watching it, and I couldn't believe I even had it on my um. In my uh, camera roll. Wow. Yeah, that. And then oh, go ahead. it it cuts off at one point. Mm-hmm. And then when it does cuts off, like I don't know, it's really it's really weird, really strange. But you can see, like it looks like a fire is starting, but there's no fire. Oh. Area you're talking about where it was okay, so just across that river, same hill and everything that you're looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a place up there. My dad used to always go, and you know he would pray and do some other things up there, and he he showed me that. But one day we were sitting there doing that, and uh, he was looking across there, and he told me uh, I mean he was sitting there doing that. I was up there with him when he was telling me this story, but he was telling it of of. Jeez, I, I want to say it's when Grandpa passed away, and he was kind of sad mm-hmm. sitting up there. I went to go sit by him, but anyways, he said, "Do you see right across that river there?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "On that bank." He said, "Just inside those trees." He said, "We seen lights." He said, "I was, I was just sitting up here, and I, I seen those lights." He said, "Uh, what I seen was um, these two bouncing lights about the size of a what, like a basketball, beach ball, or something. You know, kind kind of bigger." Uh, I guess bigger than the little small orb, I guess, but they would bounce and they were just traveling up like toward what would it be south? Yeah, and they were just like bouncing like that. But as he looked closer at him, in between mm-hmm. them was like a window, and that's what it created in between those two lights was like this imagine, like a I don't know, like a transparent. TV screen projecting between the two lights, and, mm. it, and what they what he seen was an old camp of Indians just walking. <gasps> yeah, they were moving oh moving camp, just walking through there. Oh really? Yeah, I've seen like women carrying babies on those those um, cradle boards, and 
dogs. Like they were like stuck pulling. in time. Yeah, like they were just traveling through. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I wonder if that's what we we're kind of seeing because it looked really weird. Like, oh my god, I don't know. I can't even explain it. But that's not the first time I've heard of lights down there, you know. There's, yeah, right. You know, something else about that area, I don't know if you know this, but that, that hairy man's down there, too. Do you know that? Who? That Bigfoot. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's down there, too. Um, I've been waiting to try to get my wife on here. I don't know if she ever will, so I'll just go ahead and tell one of hers. <laughs> so, about... Well. Let's see, 2004, or, yeah, 2004, um, that summer, she, we had gotten in this argument, and I don't know where I went, I went somewhere, but she was, we were staying at Grandpa's house, and she said, well, I'm just gonna go for a walk, so I just headed out too, and I don't know how it went, I think I left, then she went for a walk, yeah, that's how it went, I went to town, and she went for a walk, and, uh, mm -hmm. She walked down, you know, down toward that slough. You get... Well, oh, yeah. So you go down on the bottom on Chi-Chi's side, and then you go through our bottom, and then you're down, yeah. getting further toward that slough. She said all of a sudden, she said it just got really quiet. Like, really, really quiet. And she doesn't know what that was, but... There was this little hairy man standing in a tree. He wasn't too little. The way she talks about him is he was shorter, but he was up in this tree. And he was like holding a branch above his head like. And then he was standing on a branch. But that's how he was kind of wedged in there. And he was just shaking that whole tree. Oh. And like the whole... She said whatever it was. It was really strong. She said I... I couldn't believe what I, you know, seen. And when I looked at it, it looked at me. And she said, when it looked at me, it was wondering, hmm, should I go get her? What should I do? You know, it was like pondering what it was going to do to Amber. And she, she didn't wait. She just ran back up that road into our bottom. And through that, and the whole time it was pacing her. But it was in the in the trees, like in those bushes and stuff. See, uh, let me back up. When she decided to run was when it jumped off of that tree and it jumped down on the ground. But when it did, it disappeared, just poof, gone. And she's like, what the heck? is? Where did it? She didn't care. She just ran. But she could hear it pacing her in that tree line to her left. And she was running all the way up the road. She gets into our bottom, clears that, gets through those trees, and is heading up that road right there. That thing was still right there, and it was really, really close to her. She said, the only thing that saved me that day, Rod, was those dogs. Those dogs come running out. And they just started barking and barking. I just ran right toward them. They ran right by me. And then they were back up at the house right with me, right after that. They didn't stay down there long at all. And you know those dogs, they'll chase something down until it's dead or gone. Yeah, that's right. You know, they're they're like relentless. No, they they came right back with her. So whatever it was must have scared them too. I don't know. Hmm. Ew, that's ugly. Yeah, but the, Oh, that's good. 
it's down there. That guy's down there. I could, <laughs> I could show you exactly where I think I found one of its places where it, I don't know, camps, hides out, whatever. So, Taryn will be back and we'll continue our discussion in part two. Um, I'll mix her, her stories in with Mike Conley. He comes back again and he's got a lot of really, really great stories about uh, another hat man and well, what he calls is a devil on top of town pump. It's a gas station on a reservation and it kind of watches people come and go. He also retells another story about when it was jumping in front of cars on top of this place called Snowshed Hill. There's a bridge up there and it was trying to, you know, jump in front of cars. People were calling in. And then there's another one where a guy gets chased by that that devil, if you will, and his, you know, running for, I guess, dear life, and he runs up to a, a security, a housing security car, and gets help from there. He's all bleeding, and cut up in his back and stuff. It's it's pretty intense. And Mike will talk more about um, stories about the the jailhouse, you know, and the hauntings that go on there, and. His, his part's pretty short, and the rest of Taryn's episode's about another 30, 40 minutes, so I'll mix those both in, and that'll be on a Patreon episode for next, uh, next release. And, um, again, I'd like to thank all patrons and listeners, everybody here that, that joins us, and all the new listeners on on our Facebook page, you know, that have joined the Lodge Tales group. I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in and, well, just being there to listen to our stories. There's uh, some really good ones here. I, I appreciate all the support and all the interest that, you know, we've garnered here. I have a lot of interviews scheduled that are coming up, so hopefully, well, we keep the ball rolling and Hopefully more people come out and, you know, contact me and, geez, get their stories out there. Thank you all again for being here. I appreciate it. Till next time, we'll see you.